Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the Roy Green Show podcast. It's been very traumatic uh, since uh, since we heard first thing just uh, shortly after supper tonight. The community has been hit very hard. Uh, you know, when you have a number of young young hockey players involved in a serious accident like this, um, it's a very, very sad day for us, for our city. There is the mayor of uh, Humboldt, Saskatchewan. There isn't anybody in this country who has not been affected and deeply affected by the crash that took place yesterday, which uh, cost so many lives. I find it difficult to just talk about this, you know. It's, you think about the kids. And uh, getting on a bus and going to, um, to a playoff game kids, young men, and they're excited, as all young men are when they're involved in a competition that matters. And then the unthinkable happens. And uh, 14 members of the, uh, of the group that was on that bus have lost their lives. And I understand the team captain is one of them. I, I don't want to go too far ahead of myself and what we say about um, about the news, things are developing. And at the top of the next hour, we'll be taking, we'll be carrying on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be carrying the uh, the live news news um, conference. This is this is so 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 difficult because is there anybody in this country who has not waved goodbye to a son or a daughter who? been going to a, to a game, to a sporting event, who may have been going to camp, who may have been just getting into somebody's vehicle and, and heading off. And you never think of the unthinkable. And it very rarely happens, but when it does, the impact is totally devastating. Joining me on the radio show is a man who knows a great deal about this. Sheldon Kennedy was a member of the Swift Car and Broncos in 1986. When they, when that team was involved, their bus was involved in a, in a horrific crash in which four players lost their lives. Sheldon, thank you very much for taking the time to, uh, to talk to us. What were the emotions that you felt when you first heard the news about, uh, about the Humboldt hockey team? Well, I, I think Roy, just listening to your opening there, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, that it summed it up well. I, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I know I've sent my daughter off on, you know, on a bus and, and, uh, to travel with a basketball team and you see them traveling all over and, and, uh, you know, it's, um, in the back of my, my mind, it's always, I'm hope they say, I'm hope that I hope that she's safe and the team is safe and, you know, and then something like this happens. But I immediately, when I heard about this, um, you know, my thoughts went to, 
everybody that were that was directly involved anybody that was you know the parents that were trying to get the information of trying to find out whether it was uh you know who who was involved what happened trying to piece this together the billet families trying to piece this together uh the players that survived this that were you know taken away from the accident trying to understand uh you know who was okay who wasn't okay we look at the first responders that responded to this whether they're citizens that showed up on the scene um or the first responders uh, uh, you know the the healthcare workers, the police, the the EMS, uh, Stars Ambulance, and then the 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 people at the hospitals. I mean, this I remember, and I've ran into people across this country that uh, responded and that were responded to our accident uh, for the first time, and and uh, 20 years later they still carry that pain with them. And I just, you know, I think Roy, it's uh, that's where I was. That's where my head is. That's where it. You know, it seems to be. I was, I was, I kind of went to that scene of what it must have been like on the highway. So, what lies ahead uh, then for the survivors and for the community of Humboldt, uh, where you played as a junior? You played against uh, against Humboldt. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I am from a small town, uh, uh, right on the border of Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and uh, you know, I lived and played my junior hockey in Swift Current, so I know, I know the circumstance very well. I know. Um, you know, uh, the situation these kids are in. I mean, they're, none of them, I think, are from there. And, um, but, you know, I think, Roy, like, you know, talking with Peter Soberlock and Bob Wilkie and, you know, uh, one of the Kruger brothers yesterday, just reflecting and, and, you know, we, it all impacted us. Uh, you know, I think with the surviving players and the surviving people, there's that survivor's guilt. Right. If I just did this, I, I might have saved this guy's life. And if I just did that, I might have saved this guy's life. And I think, you know, what we know today that we didn't know 30 years ago is that, you know, this impact and the impact of trauma on the mental well-being and uh, vicarious trauma on, on those that have that have been hurt by, you know, a horrific accident like this is real. And the and the scars from this uh, last a long time and they're deep. But we also know that there is a way to get through this. And I think when you look at the resiliency of the, the, the individuals in these communities uh, in Saskatchewan and the Humboldts, of the, you know, they are going to pull together. And I think that, you know, that is the healing process. It's, we were in contact with the mayor's office here earlier today, and it was, you know, what can we do? And, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll be heading out there tomorrow. There's going to be three of us that were on the bus in Swift Current. We're going to head out there tomorrow and uh, we're just going to show up. You know, we want to be able to try to uh, do whatever it is. If it's make sandwiches for people as they're, as they're getting work done or if it's taking people and driving people, whatever it is, I think it's important that we show up and, and just do what we can do to help that community right now. Absolutely. And you spoke with teammates, uh, quite a few teammates who were on that bus in 86, right? Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's going to be three of us head out there. Uh, we're waiting on one guy to fly into, into Calgary here tonight. He's coming in, uh, tonight. And then, uh, um, uh, we're going to head out there in the morning, but uh, I know they have a vigil there tomorrow night. And, you know, to me, it's just, it's just going to support. I think, I think we can relate. Um, I think we can, we can relate to, uh, what they're going through, and uh, and I think it's important that we're there. I, I know when we talked to the mayor's uh, uh, assistant, uh, they were grateful that, uh, you know, I think they're looking for that type of support, and, and I think that was the first thing that came to our minds, Roy, is how can we help? What mm-hmm. can we do? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think sometimes, I mean, in my 
you know, the, what I know about this stuff is that uh, sometimes you just got to show up and, uh, you know, and your help will, will find its own way. It'll find its own path. And that's what we're going to do. It's interesting as well how involved Canadians are. It speaks again to the generosity of the people of this country who step up when a community requires their assistance. And there's, again, the common denominator of having experienced sending your kids out to play sports or go to summer camp and seeing them go happy and then having them come home happy, even happier, which is, which is really the scenario that we all expect. And uh, the GoFundMe page was set up, uh, funds for the Humboldt Broncos. I understand uh, that was over $100,000 uh, a couple of hours ago. So Canadians are, in fact, stepping up and trying to make themselves part of this and trying to help and provide emotional sustenance to the community. I received an email particularly from one lady who said she's been crying since she heard the news because she's from Saskatchewan and she knows what those teams mean to the small communities. She said the emotional fabric of a small community is often built around a hockey team like the Humboldt Broncos. Well, I mean, that's, uh, she's, she, she nailed it. I mean, you know, whether, whether you're a hockey fan or not, I mean, if you look at all the businesses that support to have those teams there, you look at, you know, anybody that's teaches in that, you know, in the schools and the connection that these kids have with the billet families in those communities. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, one way or another, whether, you know, whether you're, uh, you know, a hockey fan or not, you're, you're connected and, and they're the heartbeat. I mean, look at, look at where, where did the, the mayor went to the rink? He gets to the rink and that's where everybody else gathered. People were sitting in the rink, you know, uh, mourning the loss of mourning the tragedy that happened on the highway and uh you know that's the gathering point not just for the humboldt broncos but for all the minor hockey teams across across saskatchewan across the prairie provinces and i think across this country i mean it's a gathering point for people it's a place where they go and i think you know it's um and i think you know with that lady's letter i mean I, I i've been asked a lot today roy about you know how can people give and i think you know if we look at if we look at you know, if we look at the families in the community that, that have had this tragic loss, there's many people in this country that have lost a loved one, a son or daughter, maybe a different way, but, they've, but they have found ways to cope. They've found ways to live their life with that loss. And I think it's going to be important that we hear from those people that uh, can give support and hope and, you know, and talk about what they did and, and things that might have worked for them um, that, you know, can come through letters or through emails or whatever, because, you know, I think that a lot of these families are going to be scrambling and struggling to find ways to let go of the, of the trauma that they've been Im- impacted with because of the loss of, you know, uh, so many people. And that's why it's important that you and your fellow teammates from 86 will be in Humboldt tomorrow because people will be looking to you and your teammates for uh, support, for a sense of, you know, eventually we're going to be able to, I don't know if you ever live with it, but we'll be able to, we'll be able to get on with our lives. Today it's, today it's so raw and so painful that I think that when you guys are there tomorrow, that it will matter a great deal to the people in Humboldt. Well, we're, we, I mean, it's, uh, we just feel it's so important and we just need to show up and I don't know what that's going to look like, but, uh, I don't really care what it looks like. I think we just need to go. And, and like I said before, um, you know, if anything, I think, 
you know, whether it's visits with those surviving kids in the hospitals, uh, you know, be there for the for the ceremony with the, you know, with the, you know, with the, the, the town, uh, whatever it might be, um, we're just going to show up and do what we can do because that's what we remember people did for us. Sheldon, thank you so much for taking the time. Your voice is extremely important today. The whole country's looking to you and, and your teammates from 86 for, for help. And uh, you're providing it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thanks, Roy. Sheldon Kennedy. You're listening to The Roy Green Show. Heard weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML. I, I, had, I had one of the kids living in my home. And we don't know. We don't know who has passed. And we don't expect to know right away. We, we know that uh, the coroner and their office needs to do their work and let families know. And that was Kevin Garinger, the uh, president of the Humboldt Broncos, yesterday after the crash. We will, in about a half an hour's time, be joining the news conference, which will give us as much information as is publicly going to be available today, or at least this part of today. Perhaps later there'll be more, but the national news conference is going to be in about a half an hour's time, and we will carry that news conference for you. Leo and Barry, we're going to get to you. Uh, Colin in Leduc, Alberta, I'm going to get to you as well, but Peter Woods joins us now. He's the Executive Director of Hockey Manitoba. Peter, thank you very much for taking the time. Just a tremendous emotional blow to a cornerstone of our, really, of our Canadian society, of our, of our Canadian identity. Well, it certainly has. I think it's, it's a tragic news for, for everyone across the country, not only that's associated with the game of hockey, but just the community of Humboldt and and as a Canadian, uh, that uh, hockey is certainly a fabric of our community and devastating news to everyone that's been associated with it. And what are the uh, what's being said within inside the hockey community uh, in Manitoba, particularly? What what are you hearing from coaches and and players and and families who billet kids? What's the over overriding question that's being asked or the comment that's being made? Well, I am certainly at. We have two programs offering this weekend for under 16 for both male and female. So there's a lot of uh, scouts and coaches uh, in the, from uh, across Western Canada that are uh, participating in those events as uh, scouting players. And uh, I think everyone is uh, certainly shocked and uh, and, uh, and grieving. And and uh, everyone is, uh, uh, you know, we have players from that program that are from Bruce Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. So, uh, across Western Canada, so there's a, a strong connection there, whether they scouted that player, played with that player, or involved with some of the coaches. So it's, uh, I think it's hit home uh, for a lot of people that are involved in the game, and also a number of parents that are here that have kids that are relatively close to that, that age group, and uh, a lot of them are traveling on buses throughout the winter. So it's, uh, it's a difficult thing for everyone to digest at this stage. Mm-hmm. We talk about the, uh, the kind of emotional engagement and involvement there is, and how much people are engaged. I was just looking at the GoFundMe page, and it's at $851,009. That's uh, GoFundMe.com, funds for Humboldt Broncos, $851,009. So that tells you what kind of immediate assistance people want to just provide whatever they can from the heart. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's overwhelming. I, I looked at the page uh, just uh, probably 20 minutes ago, and it was at 780, and I thought that was uh, extremely high, but I think the numbers are, are probably going to go up considerably. And, uh, and you know, I think that's certainly helpful for, for everyone, but, uh, you know, that community of 5,000 people, 
the players are role models within that community, and everyone within that community is going to have a, an association with some of the players on the team. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long hill to climb at this particular stage, and uh, I hope everyone will uh, bind together in order to, to assist any way they can. And certainly the GoFundMe page is helpful in that effect. Yeah, and the players who play for these teams in these small towns, and I spoke earlier with Sheldon Kennedy, and we talked about how these teams can actually represent the fabric of the community, because the entire community follows everything they do. They're a cornerstone, I use the word cornerstone a lot today, but they are. They're a cornerstone of the existence of the community. And when the players move on uh, in life, they still maintain that connection with that community. They will always be part of that town, and that town will always appreciate what they brought to the town. There's there is an interconnection that is that stays for life. Oh, you certainly see that. You see that throughout Western Canada, and you know probably throughout Canada. Junior uh, teams are that is uh, the cornerstone of, of, of their particular community. They don't have a, a professional team or or uh, to, to follow, uh, so they they do have uh, you know a junior team. And uh, because they are small communities, so that is the social event or the activity that most people follow, and there is a connection there. Yeah. Peter, I thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, when we hear from people who are directly involved with the game at the junior level and who have the, the face-to-face connection and the, the daily connection with what's going on within the junior hockey ranks, it matters. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate the time. Peter Woods is the executive director of uh, Manitoba Hockey Federation. Leo, back to you and Barry. Thanks for your patience, sir. Oh, no problem. I was just going to say on the three points that as a trucker, you know the weight you're directing and the damage it could do. And as a professional driver, the pinnacle of the profession is being a highway motor coach driver because every day, every trip, you're responsible for multiple people on the bus. And as a first responder dispatcher, your focus is getting help there as quick as you can and trying to beat the clock because as a dispatcher or a 911 operator, we hear the wail for help long before anybody hears the wail of a siren. And that's what, uh, that's what they're looking for. They're waiting for help to arrive. And these people are so selfless in what they do. Now, you have connection with all three. Uh, correct. In, within the industries. When, yeah. uh, when something like, when a, when a terrible accident happens for the first responders, it's not an issue of what am I going to see? It's how can I help, right? Correct. And uh, I have family members who are first responders who are level four paramedic and firefighters. And the first issue is to get there and to do what you can to help immediately. And the reality sinks in later. Yeah. And, and it's something that they live with for life. I'm sorry? It's something that they live with for life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, their um, ambulance attendants, for example, their professional life expectancy is possibly 10 to 15 years before their backs go out, mm-hmm. uh, let alone the trauma that they see. A lot of post-traumatic stress disorder for first responders. Leo, I appreciate the call. 800-263-2428 is my number on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We're taking your calls in the aftermath of the crash that claimed so many lives of the um, Humboldt Bold, uh, Broncos. 
in Saskatchewan. They were 16 to 21 years of age. You're listening to The Roy Green Show. Heard weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML. And uh, with us now, this program, by the way, is carried in Saskatchewan, you may know, on CJME Radio in Regina and CKOM in Saskatoon. Ray Morrison is the Ralco Saskatchewan Provincial Sports Director, and he joins us on The Roy Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. Ray, thank you very much for the time. What are you feeling? What's what, what are you feeling? You know the province. You know the sports scene. How are you? Yeah. Fe- how are you feeling? Well, it, it, it's a tough one, and uh, I think Roy, you just carried details of the news conference, and there are just times when, uh, it, it, as you mentioned, I, I am a sports guy, uh, but it goes beyond sports. And all morning during our coverage uh, on the stations you mentioned, CKOM and CJME, I I kept finding myself trying to remind. Uh, the province, our listeners, that this was a, a two-vehicle collision, and this was also going to impact the life of a semi-driver. So it is far beyond hockey. I mean, and, but having said that, uh, you know, the rink, and it's no different where you are probably, but especially in the prairies uh, where the winters can be cold, the, the rink is that gathering place. And so that's why uh, this tragedy hits the hockey world very much so. You had some young men, 16 to 21, that were just going to pursue what they loved, and it was just going to be, you know, game five of a hard-fought five-game series that uh, didn't get to didn't get to be played. So I keep using the saying, Roy, you know, it's the pit of my stomach. You just, you know, we were, I don't think anybody, and it's funny because you don't necessarily have to have ties to anyone with the team to kind of, feel the pain because we all have been around young people that enjoy dance, enjoy band, enjoy sport, that travel together to just do what they love. And, and so that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling today is just that pain and angst of those that are lost, those that are critically injured, and those that will be affected for the rest of their lives because of, uh, because of the accident that happened last night at around uh, 5 o'clock Saskatchewan time. That's because we all care. We all care. Yeah. We feel we feel like we know these players. There's a wonderful photograph of them, a team picture. And they just look like happy hockey kids, which is what they were. And yep. the ones who are still with us still are. That, that will always be part of them, and that's ultimately how Humboldt will remember them as the hockey players uh, who gave so much to their community and those that were lost. You, you know, Ray, we, we're, we're in the business of words. And when I signed on the show today, I thought, oh, my God, I don't have any. Yeah. Where do you start? Where do you start? Yeah. Where do you begin? Yep. Yeah, it's, it, it's you know, it's amazing. And, and through it all, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because sometimes when the worst happens, the best come out in people. And yep. I don't know if you've been onto this story, but this accident happened less than 24 hours ago. And already a, uh, a fundraiser, an online GoFundMe page is already been in the neighborhood of six figures for the families. That it's, it's, just over a, it's, it's just over a million now. Yeah, so there you go. So there you've hit the seven-figure mark with that. And that kind of that brings out the good in people. So if, there's, if there is a, a silver lining at all, it's just, um, you know, how, and not just, not just the people in Nippon or Humboldt or Saskatchewan or Western Canada, but uh, all over the world uh, have responded. We had word that there was a moment of silence before a game in Norway that was at 11 a.m. this morning, Saskatchewan time, 7 p.m. Norway time. Doesn't surprise kinda, me. The, yeah, isn't that something, Roy? Yeah, that that just kind of tells you how huge this 
this turn of events uh, is. And, of course, it was 32 years ago that uh, the Swift Current Broncos in the southwest corner of the province lost four players in a bus crash as well. Right. This, one, this one quite worse, but... Yeah. You know, it brings back memories. We talked to Sheldon Kennedy, who was on that bus 32 yeah, years ago. Ray, you know, Ray he was on with us at the top of the show. I'm sorry, my friend, I have to go. Oh, because, I'm sorry, okay. No, no, it's okay. We have, to, we have to sort of get caught up with things. But I thank you so much for joining us. And it's, been, it's an important opportunity for us to yeah. speak with you. All the yeah, best. Yeah, well, sorry, Roy. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks, thank you. Uh, thanks so much for having me on and all the best. All the best. Ray Morrison, Sports Director for Rolco Radio in Saskatchewan. You're listening to The Roy Green Show, heard weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML. Joining me on the program is Sharon Zeban, and I just read you the email before we took the break, which I received from Sharon. And I emailed her back, and I said, I'd like to talk to you on the air, because Sharon is from Humboldt, and she's agreed to do that. Sharon, thank you very much for, for talking to us. The, 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 the sense of loss that you feel as someone who grew up in Humboldt must be just palpable. It is. It's it's hard to fathom that something like that has taken place, and uh, and just you know to deal with the reality now, and you know the shock and the disbelief, and you know just the the sadness. It's it's really it's it's hard, and and I didn't know them personally, but you know there's always the stories, you know, of friends who knew somebody and. Um, you know, my brothers who knew um, a few of the players and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's it's just we're still trying to understand it. When you grew up in Humboldt, how important was the hockey club just to the community? We've been talking about how communities, small communities, probably particularly in Western Canada, maybe also in rural places in, in Ontario and Quebec and, and the Maritime Provinces. But we particularly think about Western Canada, where the hockey club, the junior hockey club, really is the glue for the community. And when, after the tragedy, where did people meet? At the arena. So That's what was right. it like growing up with that team? What was the feeling like about them? What was the support like for them? Well, hockey is everything. Whether you're from a small town around the Humboldt area, whether you're from actually in the town, you know, and, you know, go to the Bronco games, it's everything. I would say 99% of the kids back in my day played hockey. And it's your social life. It's your activity. You know, the, the players and the coaches, they get so involved with the community. You know, it becomes community. And, uh, you know, it's, and, and that's why the whole community hurts for them now. Yeah. The, uh, so it's hard to believe that 24 hours ago we'd, this hadn't happened and your community would have been very excited about Game 5 of a five-game series. That's exactly right. Um, it, it's like, it still hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, when I got the news yesterday um, at about 6.30, quarter to 7, we have a family member who is in... The, he's a paramedic, but he was not on shift. But, you know, right away he knew it was bad. I was with a cousin who is a nurse in Nipawin, and she was already hearing that it's the Broncos bus and it's bad. And, you know, you, you, you have a hard time understanding, you know, what, 
went on there and what everybody had to deal with and will continue to deal with in the following days. But that community is a strong community. They're, they're faith-based, and they'll draw on, you know, that hope and the togetherness to get them through this. You, uh, in your email, you wrote that the former coach, Dean Brockman, you grew up, is that right, right across yes, yes. the and road from him? Right across the road from our farm, yes, in in the Middle Lake, St. Benedict area, yes. Yeah, so, you know, he's we've always kept tabs on him. Uh, just ran into him in Red Deer this past winter. Uh, he's the coach of the Blades now and uh, had such a good visit, you know, remembering, you know, the small town vibe. And, uh, you know, there's nothing like that bond in Saskatchewan. To hold people together, it's unlike I've I've lived in a few different provinces, and Saskatchewan is special. I tell you, it's 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 got glue, and you know they they just will stick together in this time, and you know they'll carry on. It'll be tough, but they will get through this. You know, I say to people periodically during CFL season, you want to see what Canada is about. You want to see about what community's about, watch a Saskatchewan Rough Riders game. Yes, yes, very true. Yes, another then you'll great see. example. Then you'll see. It was uh, quite a touching situation, though, as well with the players and your youngest brother's children. Yes, it, it was. He told me that a couple weeks ago, and I actually forgot about it till he, he said, he sent me the picture of them uh, today, um, of the kids with their sticks, and... Uh, then he mentioned the young fellow's name, the uh, Caleb Dahlgren, that actually went and found the sticks, cut them off for their size, because <laughs> they're only three. Yeah. And he went and found them where they were taking their skates off already and, uh, you know, said, here, I want you to have these. You know, it's just such, such a great story. You know, I hope his parents, I don't know if he survived, but I hope his parents, you know, hear the story. And, uh, you know, it's... It's, it's such a, a selfless thing that he did, you know, just out of the goodness of his heart. But it's going to stick with our family for a long time. Must have been difficult to leave this morning or today. It was. I've been crying all day. Yeah. You know, it's, and I didn't even know them, but, you know, it's, you did. it's hard. It's, 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 it's your community, right? It, yeah, it is. Sharon, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Really appreciate you talking to us. And you've given us another and a great insight into what uh, the community is all about. And uh, we know more about Humboldt now after talking to you than we did before. And that's great because, like I said, I've said on on a number of occasions, we all feel like we're citizens of Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Thank you. Take good care. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Sharon Zeman. You're listening to The Roy Green Show, heard weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML. Received uh, an interview that was aired on, uh, put together by CKNW Radio, our Vancouver radio station, our Vancouver Chorus radio station where this program airs. And uh, Janet Brown sent it through to me, and uh, it's the president of Fields Canada, Dean Petruck. And uh, Mr. Petruck starts by saying this. Yeah, when I heard the news uh, last evening, um, you know, we have stores in both Humboldt and Nippowin, so this uh, this comes uh, really hits home for us. Um, you know, we have a 
staff in those both those communities. Um, I personally have driven through those markets, and and um, it's just it's really tough. It's a, it's a tough day today. And what are they doing to try and help out the families and those impacted and affected by this terrible tragedy? Yeah, well, first and foremost, we uh, we had our, our managers and staff reach out to the bo- both of the um, uh, gathering centres to offer support in both uh, supplies and, and needs. Um, as you know, the people are going to a hockey game and not expecting that they have to stay overnight or, or stay for an extended period of time. So we first and foremost, we reached out to those centres to see they needed anything that we could provide for them. Um, and then as of this morning, we uh, started a company-wide initiative, fundraising initiative um, uh, for all our stores to collect donations and uh, that will be distributed to uh, the uh, Humboldt Broncos uh, families uh, that are going to be in need and need support uh, here and, and in the future. That's awesome. So people should look out for this if they're visiting any of one of your stores then. Yeah, we have signage in the stores this morning, and and it can be a donation uh, made right at the at the till, and uh, any dom- any denomination at all, uh, it, you know, any denomination will help help them um, for sure. Dean, if you wouldn't mind relaying to us, you know, what some of your managers are telling you about how it's impacting the local community. This. Yeah, well, you know, those communities are close to begin with, and and the true meaning of community, and it just this just this just proves it and brings it even closer. I mean, everybody. I don't think anybody had a had a had any sleep last night, and and they gathered around. And you know, this morning my phone was uh, was ringing very early, saying that we want to help, we want to be able to do whatever we can, we want to open the stores early. Um, so it's just you know, it, it's it's what they do, and and they're just uh, they're just really devastated right now. You know, you're talking uh, communities where people have lived there for generations on end and and the kids everybody knows everybody by first name um i'm not even sure people lock their doors in those communities i mean that's the way they they, they're run and you know hockey is uh, definitely uh uh, is is the sport in in these communities and and um they treat it like it was as if it was the nhl for them it's their it's their entertainment for for the for the season and uh, you know they get so much support and uh it's just it's just just really difficult and and the hockey community as many know is a very small community really at the end of the day but also very supportive too in many ways and and you're a hockey dad and you know that right yeah, you know, um, this <laughs> this morning I, you know, just thinking back of all the times I've been on those buses going to hockey tournaments, and you're you're excited, you're going, you're hopefully going in a tournament that you're gonna win some games and maybe you win a trophy, and the kids are on the bus, and and you're you have no worries, you're doing everything that you love at that moment, and to have it taken away like that, uh, so tragically, it's it's just really it's it's really difficult to. So, thank you very much. Uh, there's the president of uh, Fields Canada, um, Field Stores Canada. We all understand, don't we? We really understand what this is about. And again, because it is so Canadian, we do understand what it's about, what the loss is about. Sometimes it's uh, talked about in abstracts when things happen globally, even nationally, that we're not all engaged in or engaged with. But we all know about hockey, hockey parents, hockey players, and just parents who are out with their kids in various sports. Sheldon is uh, calling us from Spruce Grove, Alberta. Sheldon, thank you. Go ahead, please, sir. Yeah, hi, Roy. Hi. Um, just listening to your program, uh, 
as I was driving back from a, a big event uh, in Edmonton, um, sporting goods store, um, was celebrating their 90th anniversary, and the mayor, Don Iveson, was there, and he asked uh, everybody in the, at the gathering to, for a moment of silence for, uh, for the communities affected and the players and so forth uh, with that tragic accident. And I've, I'm a Tisdale-born uh, and raised uh, kid, so I'm pretty familiar with that area. I've played for the Nippon Hawks for a couple of years. I've driven that road five times a week between Tisdale and heading to Nippon and back for practices and hockey games. I can see that intersection uh, like the back of my hand. Um, a lot of, lot of emotions and feelings kind of going through my, my head as I listen to the news reports. It must be eerie to look at, uh, see that intersection and that road and that geography in your head and be so clearly familiar with it and then understand, or you can, al- I guess you can almost see what happened. Well, yeah, and that's some of the things that's a bit puzzling to me, Roy, is that it was, it was five o'clock, so it wasn't dark yet. I know that there's a, a, a major grain elevator that's just off the highway and you know, perhaps it was a, a truck that was uh, unloading grain, and uh, you know what maybe... I think. You know what I think, Sheldon. We need to wait and find out. Well, that's it. I we mean, really need to wait and, wait and find but out. That's the thing. You know, you always wonder. Um, you do. The circumstances. It's human nature. It. It's human nature. And as uh, when we were speaking with um, um, Ray Morrison, the sports director of Rolco in Saskatchewan. He said uh, he's been telling his listeners, remember, there's a truck driver involved as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, so we don't want to forget that either. No, and uh, And it's, it's, it's so much, again, a part of who we are. But, and you played hockey in that area. Well, and it, yes, and I'm living in a community now, Spruce Grove, that has all kinds of connections with that team as well. Like I was looking at the roster last night, and I noticed that one of the kids is actually from Stony Plain. And certainly Humboldt is the, uh, the hometown of uh, the legendary Glen Hall, and he only lives about four kilometers away from, from us here, uh, just outside of Stony Plain. So, yeah, you know, that's the thing about hockey is that when you, you realize that these teams are made up of players right across western Canada, when there's a tragedy like this, there isn't a community that isn't hit in its wake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everybody's, you know, just stunned and, and you know, I guess for me, you know, you, I always think about um, the, the times that I've been on those roads and the weather has been less than favorable and sometimes there's, there's some close calls and uh, you're grateful for the fact that, uh, you know, you weren't a casualty and your heart goes out to people who have to go through something as terrible as this because uh, we're all on the road a lot and um, there's always that chance. Sheldon, I want to ask you this. What's it like? to step out on the ice as a player for one of these teams in one of these Western Canadian communities when the arena is full and you know why they're there. They're not there because some corporate guy gave them tickets, is going to be taking attendance. They are there because they want to be there, because it matters. So let's transfer this to the ice. You're the young player. You're stepping on the ice. What does that feel like? Well, we're, we're playing a game that we obviously love and are committed to, and um, to, uh, to be participating in an event that the community gathers, and we're all, you know, uh, 
there for the love of the game and to cheer on our, our home communities and the players. It means a lot. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm a hockey dad too. I've got three boys that uh, played the sport and still do. Uh, you know, I'm in my 50s and I still play hockey twice a week. There's something deeply ingrained in the Canadian fabric and in our culture between us and, and, and the game of hockey that's played on the ice in a cold climate. And, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm the executive director for a sports charity that provides equipment for low-income kids that can't, pro, that can't afford equipment. And uh, what's so gratifying for me and the six employees, 150 volunteers at Sports Central, is that um, we just know the power of sport to transform lives and to create healthy habits for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many great things that happen in sports that impact communities and individuals. You could write an essay on it, Roy. Sheldon, give me the website quickly. Our website is uh, www.sportcentral.org. And there's no S after the T. Okay. Sport. Central.org. And we're celebrating 26 years of service. Sheldon, I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much. It's uh, sportscentral.org. Sportcentral.org. You're listening to The Roy Green Show. Heard weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML. It's time for Beauties and the Beast with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. And I have to, I want to go back to the issue of um, Humboldt and the and the hockey team, and over a million dollars raised on GoFundMe by Canadians who care. Because we've got three mums here, and uh, I, I know you can all identify with the parents who are the sports parents. And, and Catherine, you sent me an email that you were one of those, getting I up, bleary-eyed. <laughs> oh, you still are. Still am, but less so than when they were younger. Oh, but yeah. yeah. My heart just goes out. It's, uh, First thing I thought of when I heard this yesterday was that my kids were, they were both on rep teams, which meant they traveled for game hockey. I'm talking about now they were doing other sports too, but, and they were all over the place on buses, it being driven by other people. Sometimes I was driving them with some other kids and, and, ugh, there but for the grace of God. It's just, just horrendous. Michelle? I agree, Catherine. I have one son. He played rep hockey. And it was, you were all over the place. And, you know, but you never had this sense of doom. You know, like, it was just part of the lifestyle. You were usually too tired because you were at the arena at 5 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, and then you're up (laughs) late partying hardy, (laughs) you know. So, um, but I never... I never felt that he was vulnerable until I heard this story, and I thought, "Where the heck was I?" You know, I I didn't I didn't seem to worry. I think a lot of these buses, though, should be outfitted with um, uh, seatbelts. Yeah, Agreed. you know what? I've, I've, some, I've sort of made an agreement with myself uh, that we'll wait for. A little while before we talk about the the vehicles the involved. Safety issue. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, so. Okay, all I think, right. I think it's fair to wait a little bit and and uh, and and let let you know we we've talked about this issue and I agree with you by the way, Michelle. I do agree, but I hope you I hope you uh, I hope you'll accept that 
It just seems to me that oh, yeah. we should wait. It's just like school buses. Yeah, no, you know, no question. I don't no question. get it. And I, the other day I saw some guy actually drive right by a school bus with the barrier down and the light flashing of the stop sign out. Right by. Uh, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Boy. Uh, Linda, what are, your, what are your thoughts, Linda? Well, he just said disregard for the road. But this is a tragic, tragic accident. And i got to tell you that um, way long time ago from the Edmonton Sun, I worked with um, some great people, one in photography. But his son was involved in a sports thing and went to the States. And he died in a similar accident. And when I read this or, and heard it on the radio, I was, like, devastated because... That was so devastating for this particular family to lose this child um, that they divorced. But since then, they got back together. But the consequences are huge when you lose a loved one in such a tragic, tragic, and for the community. And I just want to say one thing, Roy. God bless the West. I mean, it's all over. Every community would band together. But as you know, we had the tragic fires, um, and, and everybody came together for that in Fort McMurray. But now you see a community bonding together in support of this. So God bless them. But the hurt of losing a loved one, you just don't know what the other consequences are going to be. And you, came, oh, very, you, you, you came very close to losing your child. I yeah. did. My do- oh, and you know, I, I got to put something out here. I was just today in Oakville, where we're releasing little baby salmon's into Lake Ontario, which is all great. But there's a gentleman who, and I'm not going to name him, but he's a veteran. He is now going through the stress, the stress of being a veteran, and he is away. But they let him out today to be part of this. I am now learning from Princess Margaret Hospital that people that go, my my daughter that went through losing her life almost three times, Roy, you stood behind me through this whole thing. But the mother can also go through stress. And, And now Princess Margaret is realizing there's other outcomes from all of this. So uh, I, I, a shout-out to my baby girl, Sky, who survived cancer three times, but you don't know the stresses. And I'm just going to put that out to the families today yeah. uh, you know, yesterday it, that have a, lost yeah, their Yeah, it's a, it's a really valid point. And, you know, I want to say this before I forget. We, we talk about the Western Canadian engagement and the national engagement with over a million dollars in the GoFundMe yeah. uh, uh, project. But I think, again, it was Sheldon Kennedy who told us that in Norway, there was a, a minute's silence before a hockey game in Norway because of what happened yeah. in Saskatchewan. So the world is aware. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it takes tragedies to bring people together. And, um, I, I, you know, we always find things to talk about. It's, it's easy to... If there's an issue, it's easy to come up with an opinion that you really believe in. You're not just saying, well, what should I believe today? Um, well, at least I hope we don't do that. <laughs> but but when <laughs> but when I, when I started on uh, to the show today, I thought, what am I going to say? Yeah. What am I? What am I going to say today? How can I talk yeah. about this? Yeah. Because um, just being an observer, a distant observer, the hole in your heart. 
is palpable. Well, it's, a, it's a universal experience, though, it is. isn't it? Yeah, and it that's is. What, well, that's why people in other countries, you know, uh, can relate to it. It is, it is a universal and, and a profoundly sad one, obviously. And, and you know what I watched today? The, the flags were coming down at the Legion here in Oakville. The flags came down because everybody oh. is grieving for yeah. everybody here. Oh, that's really amazing. Yeah. The flags were coming down. I watched this today um, because we're all grieving for these families. That matters. That really matters. You're listening to The Roy Green Show. Heard weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML. We have an opportunity now as well to uh, speak with Jared Fontaine, who uh, played for the Broncos in um, Saskatchewan in, in Humboldt and uh, is forward with Trinity Western University now, and he's from Humboldt. Humboldt. Uh, this is not a throwaway question uh, at all. How are you, Jarrett? Um, you know, it's up and down. Uh, definitely uh, not great. I mean, I mean, it's kind of hard to be uh, great in a situation like this. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes it hits you. Sometimes uh, you're calm about it. Um, it just doesn't feel very real. Um, I think once I fly home, uh, I think things will become more more real when I start seeing people's faces. When did you play for the Broncos? Um, I played two years ago. Um, uh, some of my uh, some of the like, rookie players uh, from my year there were uh, were involved in the crash, and um, I still kept uh, close touch with them. And um, yeah, it's very sad to see what. What has happened to them? Yeah, and we've been talking about how important a hockey team is to a community the size of Humboldt, how important this hockey team would have been heading into Game 5 of an important playoff series. And I, I asked a, a caller earlier what it was like to step out on the ice when you're a member of a team in a community that really looks at the, at the hockey team as being the nucleus of their community. What was it like playing in front of the people for you, playing in front of the people who are, who are so grieving today? Um, yeah, uh, it was like definitely an honor. I mean, uh, it's it's like a very close knit community, and I know um, the Broncos work a lot with with the community. I know the the players are in the schools every other week, and um, just yeah, working with the with, with the community there, and um, so like very, everybody is familiar with the players. A lot of all those players are are household names and. Um, yeah, like from from when I played, um, just being from Humboldt, uh, definitely uh, a lot of connections there. I mean, um, I knew a lot of the people there, and uh, I know, yeah, yeah, like I know most of the community, and I, I definitely like from over here, uh, are, are just picturing their faces and um, the devastation that they're going through, and um, kind of feeling disappointed that uh, I'm out here in uh, Langley, BC, and and can't be there with them to. Um, love, love on them, and be with them. Yeah, I'm sure you would want to be there and and uh, hold on to them. Have you have you talked to people back home? Um, yeah, no, I. Uh, ever since it happened, I've been, uh, yeah, keeping or er, in contact with with uh, everybody across the nation. Uh, I haven't uh, stopped responding to texts since since it happened. I I got one hour of sleep last night, just uh, firing off texts throughout the night. It's very generous of you because people want to know. People feel such a tight, we talked about this as well, about how, how much there's a, a tight connection between people of Canada 
and uh, and the and the hockey teams of the communities they represent. All the parents, you know, parents are the can remember well getting up at four o'clock in the morning and groggily stopping mm-hmm. for a coffee on the way to the arena. I want to introduce you to three of my friends. Uh, Jared Michelle Simpson is a former Liberal member of Parliament. Linda Leatherdale is. Uh, the former money editor of the Toronto Sun. She's a mom who's uh, who had critical crisis with her own daughter's health. And uh, Catherine Swift is uh, uh, the head of WorkingCanadians.ca, former Canadian Federation of Independent Business, and a hockey mom herself. So, um, uh, ladies, uh, is Jared? Well, it's very it's very uh, moving to hear you speak because clearly you've. You've been there, and and having the connections with that community, it just must be awfully, awfully difficult. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, not uh, fun by any means, and um, I'm just I'm glad that Humboldt is is a community that um, a lot of people are close knit, and that um, I think they've set up uh, at the hospital a gathering place for anybody who just needs any type of support, and I just I just love hearing that. And that um, there is people there supporting each other, yeah. and uh, I can't wait to be a part of that. You know, in this tough time. When do you get to go home again? Uh, I'm flying home Tuesday. Okay. So it's a, it's a few days yet. Do you have younger siblings? Um, I have two older brothers. Two older brothers, and they would be familiar, obviously, with the team as well. How are you? How is your How's your family doing? Um, pretty, pretty. Uh, these are all silly questions, aren't they, Jared? I mean, they, how how are you doing? It's it's a question we ask, but we're hoping, I guess, to find to find something positive in a in a very very desperate situation, a very difficult situation. Mm. Um, uh, Linda, well, my mom is a um, very servanthood type of woman, and I know she's been out and about, um, spending actually time uh, at people's homes. I know he uh, the the radio guy there, uh, Tyler Bieber, who uh, who passed away. Um, I know she was at at their place earlier uh, earlier today, and um, it's just like really nice to see um, little notions like that. And uh, I've been talking to uh, the 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 chaplain of the the Bronco team there, and um, you know he's kind of rallied the uh, the church community there, and they've uh, just been uh, surrounding themselves with people who who are in a tough position. Yeah, it must be so important and so appreciated that you, you as a former uh, Broncos player and a hometown boy are doing what you're doing. You got only an hour's sleep last night. You've been reaching out and talking to people across this country, and you're representing your hometown well at the most difficult of times. I'm sure they appreciate the fact that you're speaking for them and the coming home is going to be extremely special. Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean, uh, I think, like, a part of me... Uh, is kind of left behind. I know even uh, before this all happened, I've, I've, I've really missed my home, and, um, and that's just kind of a testament to uh, the type of community it is and the type of, like, uh, love of being there uh, is, and I'm, I'm going to be happy to, to return to that. Unfortunate it has to be an event like this, but I'm, I'm happy to, um, you know, join the rest of the community there. Well, Jared, thank you so very much for talking to us. And all the and all the very best to you and uh, and and everyone in in Humboldt. Uh, the whole country feels that way, as you know. Thank you for talking to us. Yeah, we may be far away, but we're thinking of you. Yes, we're here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Humboldt just got a whole lot bigger, <laughs> larger population. Thanks for having me. Thanks. 
So, uh, ladies, we have less than a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about a few other things, but we don't really have time for that now. So this is an event that we'll, we'll all think about for the rest of the day. We'll think about it tonight. We'll, we'll try to come to some sort of conclusion or at least some, some sort of point where we can sleep reasonably well. I don't know how many people will be able to do that. Yeah. I just don't. Well, there was one thing I saw on Twitter that I thought was so, uh, I don't know, it just resonated with me, which was somebody was mentioning, you know, in communities like that, the arena is where everybody meets. The heart and soul. And I thought that was so, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's what Sheldon Kennedy told us. He said, where yep, did everybody sure. go? They went to that's, the arena. That's where everybody yeah, meets yep. each other. Yeah. And you know what? And to the families, we all have to remember that years from now, there's still going to be fallout, and we have to support them. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Okay, Catherine, Linda, Michelle, we will talk again next Saturday. Thanks so much. Absolutely. On a happier Absolutely. note, one would hope. On a happier note, we hope. Yeah. All right, there are the beauties. I'm the other part of that, and we'll come back and wrap things up and tell you a little bit about tomorrow's show after this. The Roy Green Show, weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML.